Welcome back, Cartel. Um, so tonight I have a really cool episode. We, um, I met this guy on Instagram and we were talking about dreams and stuff. And I put uh, a post up about like if anybody has had any dreams about nuclear war in their childhood or now, you know, message me, right? And get on the podcast. And sure enough, he posted something about it and uh, we had a little bit of a brief discussion in the uh, direct messages and then I said say no more dude would you like to get on my podcast and he's like yeah dude so I was like cool right so uh, yeah that's how this happened and you know he is his name is no nothing new under the sun or nothing new under the sun and uh, feel free to follow him and have discussions like I had a discussion with him just out of random stuff you know it's great so anyway um we talked about a lot of like the apocalyptic apocalyptic dreams that we've had and just dreams in general right and uh, a lot of politics and stuff like that so yeah gear up guys uh you know what to do uh smoke a dupe drink a beer do what you gotta do and relax and enjoy the show thank you Welcome back to another episode of the Red Pill Cartel. I'm your host, Davey Wavy, and I have a gentleman here tonight that I met on Instagram, and uh, we had some shared, shared some pretty cool stuff, and I uh, decided to ask him willy-nilly tonight uh, if he wanted to come on the show without scheduling, and then he accepted, and uh, Cartel, we have no thing new under the sun. Welcome, my brother. How are you tonight? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm pretty good, man. Uh, thanks for coming on with short notice. I usually schedule people like a week in advance or two weeks or even a month, right? But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on with short notice. That tends to work best for me. I, it seems like every time I try to plan something, it, it plan, and nothing ever goes as planned. So I... it, <laughs> It's funny that you say that because I'm not really a planner myself at all either. Uh, and I got shit for that in past relationships with women. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like doing a podcast, like doing a show is like I've had to learn how to schedule my time better, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, I've kind of been slowing down a little bit recently because I find I've get, I'm, get, I'm getting a lot of guests that are like, um, you know, within the podcasting community. And I want to kind of branch out more and just get like other people's stories that I, I've never really met before or never heard from before. So tonight's one of those nights. So I appreciate you coming on, man. No problem. No problem. I appreciate you having me. Cool, man. So I usually always ask a new guest. Um, when was it that you first realized that you were really aware of what was going on or how did that process come about for you? Um, I would have to say probably like the biggest thing that maybe started it was nine 11 and as in third grade, um, maybe some other things like, uh, just dreams, um, and just strange things like that. Um, those were even as a kid, those are things that I noticed then. Um, and then 9-11 comes around. Um, and I just remember 
I remember that day in third grade, all the teachers came in to my teacher's classroom. Uh, she was the only teacher that had a TV in the whole elementary school at that time. Um, they rolled it out on the uh, the. Um, this one were- was actually nice enough. Okay. They had it up hanging from the wall, but she did have okay. bunny ears, and she had it turned away from everybody. But uh, they were just talking, and by by lunchtime, you know, all the kids we we at least knew who Osama bin Laden was, and. Uh, that oh, who he really was though <laughs> and, well we you know is a third grader at least knowing his name and right the you know our, our country was attacked you know that's that's scary stuff as is a third grade kid it reminds me very of like, scary uh kind of like the cold war stuff that um you hear about oh man what was that back in the 60s or 70s and yep have videos of uh um Russia training. and in training how to um, uh, how to, how to and all stick that stuff. your legs between your uh, stick your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye under a <laughs> <Yeah>. death. <laughs> and so it it kind of like reminded me of that. And I remember my teacher telling me, you know, go home and uh, give your parents a big hug and just tell them that you love them and and all that kind of stuff. I remember that. And uh, my dad was in the military. And so I remember um, he had a picture of him in a tank. And so that's kind of the imagery that I have of my dad. Um, I remember kind of stories of him being in the military. He was involved with, um, uh, um, dang, I'm going blank, Uh, field 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 artillery. Sorry. Okay. Um, Yep. And so... I think he's he talked about dealing with nuclear stuff and and gases and stuff like that. Um, and he always told me, you know, when I, when you get older, I'll tell you about this stuff. I'll tell you about this stuff. And so that's just kind of the stuff that I'd have in my head. And I remember one night, like, um, what kind of our I guess our conversation that you and I had was about uh, the dreams and having um, crazy dreams about like I guess apocalyptic type stuff happening yep and so kind of my experience was um i had um probably several different occasions maybe four or five dreams pretty similar all kind of about the same thing uh man it was so long ago so some of them same same theme but same theme but different uh situations right kind of kind of i would say um what what Yours, yours are a little bit more recent, right? Oh God, uh, um, recent and, and when uh, I was a kid, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, <clears throat> so I remember one of them waking up, and Dad kind of waking us up and trying to get us out of the house, and uh, like I remember gas, just seeing like a thick gas outside of our windows. Um, cause you know, as a kid, all you hear about is weapons of mass destruction and, and, sure. uh, my dad was talking about, you know, uh, he'd go through trainings where they'd be gassed and tear gas and all that stuff. I think that maybe is where some of it comes from. And like, so, like without a mask or to like know what it feels like or what, 
or with um, a mask. In some of the mil- some of the military training, they make them do like tear gas where they're in a room and, um, without a mask, and they're exposed to it and stuff for so long, and they have to come out. And... Fuck. <laughs> That would suck. Yeah, that's that sounds brutal. Uh, some of the military training sounds sounds a little like torture, but you know whatever. Yeah, I heard one of the methods to uh, help alleviate the the uh, effects is to like piss on a rag or a shirt and put it over your eyes because the the piss will sterilize it, right? Huh? For and what's that for? Uh, tear gas and um, oh. yeah, dang. Our our uh, tyrannical leader up here right now, Mr. Trudeau. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you've heard of uh, the peaceful protesters that yeah. were getting tear gassed and trampled on with horses and whatnot. Man, so I guess they're all peeing on peeing on their shirts and. I I don't know if they were. I know I know one of the main guys that I was watching. Had a, ma- a gas mask. Wow! I was watching the live streams, and those guys were nothing but peaceful, man. And he called an emergency act and brought in all these goons from other places. And apparently, there like he couldn't get all the Ottawa police to get involved in a in a, in a yeah, excuse me involved in it because they refused to go against peaceful protesters. Like we can't do this. So we called in a bunch of guys from different places. And no. basically what what the theory is, is that there was a UN plane that landed in North Bay, which is like five hours north from here, that got a bunch of goon, hired goons to go over and deal with them. Like stormtroopers. Wow, that's crazy. Kind of sounds yeah. familiar. <laughs> right? Man. It's just insane, man. Like I, I was watching them like all day for like a couple days. And they were doing nothing to provoke these these officers, and they didn't give a shit. They just kept pushing in. Man, that's crazy. I mean, that's and that's you know, I guess probably like as a kid, you know, one of your biggest fears and being like a really interested in history. You know, there's never been a, an attack on U.S. ground, and to like have dreams like about that, where you're um, having like storm out of your house and you know your dad's yeah. getting the gas mask and stuff like that it's it's crazy that that can just even be created in your mind from all this stuff going on i know i know it's uh it's terrifying really i mean like to just to know that like our own people uh from our own country they won't they won't um they will not take orders from the government. They're like, fuck that, dude. I'm not going against peaceful protesters. And then the government's just like, okay, well, I'll get people from other parts of the world to come and do it. You know? Yeah. That's, like, that's scary shit. That's, that's, that's like... Yeah, that's basically... Cool. Than our <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're calling in hitmen or assassins, basically. Like you said, stormtroopers. On your own people who are peaceful. That's some scary shit, man. Like... Somebody with that amount of power should not exist, you know? Like, go away, dude. Yeah. You should not be in there. And all the conservatives are, like, vote, like they're, like, totally going against them. They're, like, what you did is totally wrong. And he's just standing there like a fucking asshole trying to, like, uh, defend his own rhetoric. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's a tyrant. That's a tyrant, dude. There's another woman um, that's involved. I've just kind of, I can't remember her name. Um, I've seen somebody else talking about her. That's kind of a big, a big problem in y'all's government. I can't remember her name. I was trying to find it real quick. Um, in, in our government? Yes. Yeah, it's like his his uh, side piece, right? Uh huh. Yeah, I forget her name too. It's like Crystal Hayes or something like that. I was I was reading some crazy stuff about her. There's a there's a there's a lot you can go into on her too. I'm sure there is. Like they're all in bed together anyway, right? That that <clears throat> is crazy. And the, the the thing is, is uh, uh, Klaus, you know Klaus Schwab, right? Yeah, Klaus Schwab. Yeah, yeah. So he loves giving Justin Trudeau the German sausage up his ass, right? <laughs> Why Trudeau will not back down from his rhetoric because he's totally in bed with Klaus Schwab. Right, right. About the Great Reset, and and he's using Trudeau as like the golden boy of the Great Reset. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is what you're gonna get if you if you go against it, right? Right, and he's got all the. the all the young leaders all over all over the world part of the world world economic the younger ones yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh you want the german sausage or oh, mendova yeah have you have you seen the oh i can't remember exactly where it was but it was a picture of him in this like on the black, beach no in this like black like suit uh, like robe type thing dude he looked almost exactly like emperor palpatine Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I saw that. Yeah, that's that's Fucking, wild. It's insane, dude. These guys, these go- these guys are just loose cannons, man, and they'll do whatever it takes to get their way. And I think it, I think I was listening. I think it was Matt on the uh, the Great Deception was. I think he was talking maybe about his book, and uh, you know, like some of the stuff in his book. But it's like their, um, like his methods for like some of the things is like just insane. Um, I don't know. It's just it's it, it's really interesting. It's scary, and you know, obviously people like us know about it. But it, you talk to like most people, they have they no have, idea. They don't have a clue who Klaus Schwab is, and it's like yeah, they're like, oh, that stuff just like he's like the, the dude literally has a book called The Great Reset. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like literally, what more do you want? I mean, You're right. I just I don't know what they want. I think what they want is a world with, you know, every almost everything automated, like even androids. I don't know if you ever played the game. Uh, oh my god, uh, Detroit: The Become Human. No, I think I've seen it, but I've. Okay, so it's basically in the future, like 2040 or something like that. I'm not sure what the year is, but everybody in their house has an Android now, right? And then the they, they're like servants and whatnot, like, and you see like the one guy in the house, he's like an alcoholic or he's doing this fucking weird drug from the future. And he's like basically saying, get the fuck out of my face, Android, and do your job, right? And you play as the android, and it's like you're so. It, what the game is doing is basically making you feel emotion for the androids because they're being treated so shit. 
But at the same time, you see these factions of humans who are like protesting against androids and how you took our fucking jobs, this and that, right? It sounds like a South Park episode. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they took our jobs. Have you seen that one? I did, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's the future that they want is like everything robotic and, and Android and man man melding with machine or machines taking over or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Which is totally anti God, right? If, if people just watch like the like the, the Democratic primaries, the Democratic primaries uh, for the last election, Andrew Yang up there talking about um, uh, he was wanting to do the uh, something about um, dang it the I forget what it was, but it was a world a basic economic deal whenever. Um, uh, robots and robotics start taking people's jobs and stuff like that. Just trying mm-hmm. to help, trying to trying to figure out ways because he said it's coming regardless. Um, yeah, that was, that was that was part of the stuff that he was running on. Then he was one of the you know seventeen candidates, r- just in the Democratic deal, right? Uh, and so, I mean, they they're just they talk about it pretty openly. I mean, it's it's where we're going. I mean, it's um. I'm Regardless, not, I don't. I'm not completely anti, like, um, mechan- you know, ro- yeah, mechanics, technology, robots, stuff like that, because it's it's useful in some things. Um, and I do know, like, right now, um, I don't know about Canada, but like down here in Texas, um, it's employers are having a hard time, a really hard time uh, with with finding people to, to fill positions. I mean, it's, yeah, well, part of that is because of the whole COVID thing and people don't want to get jobbed. Right. Well, and so I went, actually, I went to an interview the other day and, uh, me and a guy, the guy interviewing me, we were talking about this and he said, you know, he's, he's like, I'm trying to figure out why it, it hasn't, um, it, it just seems like, like people aren't getting paid, they're not getting stimulus checks anymore. They have a, you know, they kind of have a reason to go back to work. Um, you know what's going on? And uh, he he found he read something that uh, like a couple million Americans actually retired throughout like the last two years of the COVID stuff. And I started to think about that, and I was like, you know. I actually know like at least ten people right off the top of my hand, like my dad being one of them that retired. Um, he was actually, and uh, and it's like the baby boomer generation, and, yeah, and kind of that group of people. Um, they're you know they were a large part of the the workforce for a while, and then all of a sudden, um, COVID comes, people are whatever their situation may be, whether they lost their jobs or, you know, they were businesses slowed down or whatever, maybe they just decided to retire, you know? And I think that's a lot of what happened. Um, and so you just got to think that's replacing a couple million people in the workforce is pretty tough. Right. And some people say that this whole um, uh, freedom convoy thing is a psyop 
to get truckers to stop working and then they're going to automate uh, the transportation industry. I want to know how in the world they're going to do that. Do they have any, I mean, as far as I know, like, what do they, what struck, like, what stuff do they have in place to automate, you know, like, that's, out of, out of all the things that they want to replace, that's the last, that's the one thing I can't figure out how they're going to, I mean. How they're going to do it or enact it? I mean, they just now have vehicles that can drive themselves, like the Teslas and stuff like that's that. That's probably the testing ground is the, the, uh. Yeah. In vehicles for citizens, right? But they've still got to, you know, figure out how to make a vehicle that can pull, you know, tons. I'm sure they got it already. Maybe. That would be crazy. That would be really crazy. I'm sure they probably do at some point. That's what a lot of us uh, podcasters have been talking about that. Like, this could be like a thing to just get rid of that part of society and then automate it right would it just come that fast though i don't know that's what i wonder would it would it like one fell swoop kind of thing yeah like a just a cold turkey done or i I would feel like it'd be something to be more kind of phased in but who knows man honestly like at this point nothing's gonna nothing surprises me anymore you know what i mean true Like anything could happen right now. I'll be like, oh yeah, okay. That's, that's the one thing through like out all of this. <laughs> like the one thing I do know is that I know absolutely not shit. Yeah. <laughs> and if you say that you know a lot about stuff, then you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, that's what separates us from the herd though, right? Because the herd always pretends that they know what's going on. Yeah, cause, they're so like they're so virulent about virtue signaling and like, <clears throat> like, oh well, we have to wear a mask so that we can protect our friends and this and that, blah blah blah, blah. and then there's no arguing with them. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, didn't don't you know about this? And you try to show them things, and they're like, no, you're a fucking crazy conspiracy theorist. I'm right. It's like, okay, well. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, like I tried. <laughs> True. Yeah, and it seems like the people like that are just more, maybe more indoctrinated or maybe controlled or enslaved to their emotions. I think. That's yeah. Well, and they 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 watch too much uh, news and stuff like that, and they let that dictate. See, that's that's there. one of the big problems is that people are not stopping watching the media right because that's they take everything they say as fact even like science right you don't trust the science what's the matter with you it's like what science are you trusting right and then you show them you show them the opposite like the actual facts about how that's the science that they're worshiping as their god is completely false Mm -hmm. and they their head explodes when you try to tell them that yeah. And they go fucking nuts. That's why we have so many Karens. Right. The Karens are the ones that are like they they think they're so right about everything that they do and they just they, they just own, they live in their own little worlds. Yeah, and they get so mad at people when they get pointed out, you know? It's like, dude, I'm just trying to show you a different kind of perspective. Like for example, dude, back when this uh, whole BL BLM thing was happening and the George Floyd thing. Mm-hmm. 
there was this girl that I met and, uh, you know, I was talking to her. I'm like, oh, we should go on a date or something, right? And she's like, oh, maybe, right? And then she saw this stuff that I posted about BLM and, and George Floyd, and it was like a different perspective of what the media was portraying, right? And then she started calling me fucking racist and this and that. And oh I'm like, gosh. I'm like, dude, I'm not fucking racist. Like, I'm just trying to show you a different perspective. And then she said stuff like, that's what white people would say. And I'm like, you're kind of white too. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Like, and then she blocks me. Best, you can try your best with it, but in the end, they're either going to do that or. Uh. Yeah, it was like she blocks me. She's like, I don't want. I don't want this showing up on my Instagram. And then that's that why was I it. Got off, oh, okay, that's why I got off Twitter for because, like, anytime you say anything, people are just like, no. Oh like shit talk and then block yeah (laughs) well that was eventful well that's the whole cancel culture thing right it's like you could just block somebody that you don't want in your life it's like it's disgusting really well i mean it's a good thing in certain ways but then you just put yourself in a bubble in an echo chamber of stuff because you yes everybody you don't want to hear and then you're just you know, magnifying all the stuff that you do want to hear. <laughs> exactly. I think I've only blocked like two or three people in my life. And they, that was because they were like, they full blown pure, <laughs> pure harassment. Right. Yeah. And it's like, somebody blocks me. It's like, okay, I'm not going to block you back. Like you can come back to me if you want, but you know, I'm just not like that. Like, I don't like blocking. I like hearing different, uh, other people's pers- different perspectives on things. Right. Right, because I, I'm not like hard lined or hard wired with my own beliefs, where I have to argue with people all the time. You know, I want to hear what you have to say, and then I'll chime in with what I have to say. And then if you block me, that's your prerogative. You know, like if I'm making you that mad, <laughs> then maybe you got something to question, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But anyways, going going back to dreams again, because I want to talk more about dreams. Uh, when you get like a the dreams that you remember the most, are they like super vivid? Um, parts of them are, and it's, I guess you'd say it's almost like like maybe the the scariest parts or like the the most or or the most vivid. Um, some things are, um, you know, sometimes I can just straight up see stuff and then sometimes it's, it's more of like a, a feeling like I feel like this is what it, what it was, you know, and then, and then from there, it's almost like a, a vivid ima- imagination. Um, and then there'll be times in my dreams where it's like, I can actually, um, see stuff like, um, the dream I was telling you about with uh, like, I woke up and it was like a dream within a dream kind of thing. Like, Oh shit. Did you wake up twice? Uh, no. Well, I mean, so I woke, like I'm waking up, but I'm in a dream and I'm waking up to like my dad, like, come on, come on, come on. And, you know, getting us all and we're having to duck low and we can see all this gas outside of the house and we're ducking low. And we have these, he hands us these gas masks 
and we're crawling on our arms and uh, legs and stuff outside uh, trying to get out and you can just uh, we were hiding in a ditch trying to get to a vehicle and it was just like chaos a lot of people were dead fuck uh, just I remember getting in the vehicle and then trying to drive to uh, my grandpa's house um, and that was really kind of the extent of the dream uh, for the most part um, and you know going to my grandpa's house was was kind of always our, our plan if anything ever happened it was like the, the rendezvous spot um, and yeah. is that true in real life yes yeah okay cool yeah um, my grandpa so coordinated in your dream I think uh, my family's probably to blame for being in the conspiracy stuff as well that's uh, cool man at least grandpa, you got that yeah my grandpa i mean he had a he he lived out in the middle of nowhere he had uh like two shipping containers that he brought in and, dude he sounds like fucking dude he, he dug them out grandpa the Rambo, dude buried them buried them out in the ground dude he had uh cots in there uh food that doesn't expire you know Stuff like that, coffee, all that kind of stuff, generators, um, stuff like that. He had like thousand thousand gallon tanks of diesel. Like he was the dude that's, was that's ready. badass, dude. That dude was like spent his whole life being ready for the end. <laughs> that's amazing, man. And so, and you know, even if it, even if you're spending your life doing that, if you pass that on and you don't get to use it. You passed it on to it somebody else. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't useless. It wasn't useless. Yeah. 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 I have a buddy of mine that actually has a shipping. Con- he bought some property and he's like younger than me, right? He's, I think uh-huh. he's like 43, something like that. I'm 42, right? 43 mm-hmm. this year. But he bought some property, like good fucking amount of acres, and he got a shipping container and he did this all by himself. Got a backhoe, fucking dug it out, put the shipping container down there, and you know it's wild, man. I'm like, dude, I I really applaud people that do that because I have like no fucking technical skills or anything like that. You know? <laughs> like, so I applaud people like that, and I cling to them because if shit hits the fan, I know who to go to. You know, well, yeah, yeah, that's where you want to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like our. Our whole my brother, dude. My brother has more ammo than freaking anybody that I've ever seen. But that's besides the point. Um, he. Uh, so I kind of wanted to know a little bit more about your dreams. Uh, yeah, I'll share them for sure. I never really uh, shared them on my show yet. That's why I wanted to do this tonight. Uh, but yeah, like ever since I was a kid, I've been having uh, dreams about like mushroom clouds and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And it freaked me out because <laughs> do you remember those old newspapers that it was like, oh my god, what was it? Like those black and white ones where it has like yeah. Bat Boy and shit like that on yeah, the cover. And on the front right? of it would just be like a big mushroom cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it freaked mm-hmm. me out, right? <clears throat> and then I got this book about like nuclear war, what would happen, and all the technicalities of it. I didn't really read through it, I was just looking through the pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it showed like <clears throat> this one um, picture was like the mushroom cloud, the epicenter of the ground zero of the missile. Boom. There's the mushroom cloud. And it showed the radius 
of it and the mileage uh-huh. and effects on your on uh, vehicles or the human body and it going out further, right? Right. And it always made me think, it's like, holy fuck, if I'm not that far from it, then I'm not going to die right away, but my skin might get burned or I'll get radiation sickness if I'm far, far away, right? Right. And then I saw this movie called The Day After. Mm-hmm. And that was from like the late 80s, I think. Right. Mid 80s or early 80s. I don't know. But anyway, that movie showed like it was kind of cheesy because it showed like what would happen. Like the EMP would go off before a nuclear war and people's vehicles wouldn't start. The power would go out. Uh-huh. And then like it was the cheesy part of it was that when people were getting blasted, it showed their skeleton flash like in a vanish. Wow. Cheesy like that. But it was still terrifying because it showed like the after effects of what would happen, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I thick, mean, it's crazy. You know, we're here talking about this, and and you know we have dreams about this, but there's you know there's people that actually experience stuff like right. This, you know, in Japan, mm-hmm. um, I actually went to radiology school to be X-ray tech, and that was something they talked about, and they showed us a video in there, and they um, it was so crazy to me, dude. It, it blew my mind like they were it was like 20 30 years later that we sent scientists and stuff over there to japan and started um you know doing experiment or taking data and stuff on um people who survived the atomic bomb over there and stuff and so like they had um, goiters like basically you can look up a goiter like it's like the thyroid yeah swells up real big and um and that just kind of blew my mind and they interviewed like a lady and you know they the people weren't very happy about it it's like you know the same people who did this to us or the same people who are coming back wanting to you know test us like like we're a bunch of guinea pigs and, and do research right. for you know basically you know their own their own good or or maybe even not good (laughs) well yeah i mean like that's gonna happen i would think right like oh we gotta test these people now after we just bomb the shit out of them to see the effects the actual effects right Mm -hmm. it's gross it's disgusting it is (laughs) and then like you get i've seen documentaries on that on that shit too like the bombings and it's like people's shadows get burnt into the fucking walls that's that's absolutely insane that is insanity. Just like straight vaporized. Yeah. Completely vaporized. And your shadow, your imprint of your body is on the wall. Yeah. And it's crazy, man. Yeah. And then the, you know, the people that we're sitting here talking about all, all of our days on internet, you know, they're the ones that are in control of like any, any given moment can just do that. Right. Like somebody, somebody can be sitting there with their finger on the button any moment, right? Yeah. It's fucking nuts, dude. Um, but anyway, my dreams. So, okay, I'll go to I'll go nuclear. I had this one dream where it was like, um, I was in an apartment building, which I which I am now, but I wasn't when I dreamed this, which kind of freaks me out, <laughs> uh, especially with what's going on with Russia right now, but. 
Um, I was in the apartment and my family was watching TV and it was the news and they were saying uh, missiles are being fired now across overseas, this and that. And uh, I was just like, dad, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? He's like, there's nothing we can do, son, you know? And I'm like, fuck. And then I look out the window and sure enough, there it is. I see the missiles flying and then the mushroom cloud. And then it's, it was just like, kind of like a movie where it just ends like darkness, you know? And it's like, I don't, I don't forget these dreams because they're so vivid. Right. Right. And it's always like we watch the news and it's coming and then it's over. Right. And another one, when I was living with my ex and her son, uh, same thing. We watch the news and the this mushroom cloud is coming or it's booming up, it's blowing up. And we get into the closet together and we just sit there like holding each other's hands and praying to God like, I'll see you on the other side. And then this white flash and then it's done, right? Mm-hmm. And another one I had was this, this was the wild, one of the wildest ones where I was watching the news and all these people were like, it was like this gigantic uh, religious war or race war where all these Muslims were protesting and people were protesting and then people were started beating each other. And I told these Muslim people, I'm like, this is what they want. They want us to like, divide each other they want to divide us and conquer us right and I, I was like in this house with all these muslims and they were like trying to like get me on their side before the nukes fell and shit like that right it was crazy dude that's wild <laughs> mm-hmm. well it sounds like maybe you shouldn't watch the news if they all start off with you watching the news you know what though? I don't I haven't watched the news in I don't know how long. Yeah. Have you ever I, seen um American Horror Story? The Yes. Oh, do you, you know which one I'm talking? The Apocalypse one? I didn't see that one. Is that like season four or five or something? Um I'm that's the one where the, it's like kind of like a cult, right? Um I don't know if you're talking about the cover, the one with the witches, or no, I saw that uh, one. The president, one of the ones, one with the president. Um, the one I'm talking about, it's like basically the first episode is um, this lady, I think she's like going to get her hair done or something, and she's in LA, and everybody gets this like emergency text, um, like from the government or whatever saying like a, a missile's coming, blah blah blah. You've got like 15 minutes. All this kind of stuff. I did not see this one. This is the one I want to watch. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's pretty much like explaining kind of what you were like talking about. It's it's pretty wild, and they all. I mean, if you haven't seen it, I won't ruin it for you. But no, go ahead. I don't give a shit about spoilers. Okay, so uh, for me, it's the journey, not the destination. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, and so like this. Uh, she gets this text and everybody's like scrambling, you know, to get where they are. You know, her family is like in another country and is like, um, I have somebody arranged to come get you. And, but 
you know, this is the last time I'm going to talk to you. And I can't remember exactly who or what, but some people end up going into a bunker and it's a crossover from Coven. Um, uh, a bunch of the witches from Coven are in it and they take oh, on. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They take on uh, like some warlocks. Um, and it's basically like the end of the world. It's, it's, dude, if you haven't seen it, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I want. I really want to see that one. Fuck, man. Yeah, that it's one. Wild. Wild. Another one I had. This is this is pretty fucking crazy. Okay, <clears throat> there's a couple more that I have that are pretty wild. Mm-hmm. This one was like I was I was in this uh, kind of like it kind of looked like uh, you know like the back alleys in like New York or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And you got the ladders going up to people's apartments. Right. And everything was on fire. And I heard like people were like, it was chaos. Like people were running around. People were on fire. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, that, I heard, well, um, what's that? That is crazy. Yeah, dude. And I was like running around, like not knowing what to do. And then like, I heard the air raid sirens going off. And the air raid siren was like, you know that sound, right? Mm-hmm. And then it kept getting like faster and faster, and like like, and then I woke up and my alarm clock was going beep beep. beep. <laughs> That's crazy. That was wild because in your dreams, like time slows down, right? Right, right, right. So when I heard that sound, it was actually my alarm clock going off but it was going faster and faster as I was waking up to my alarm clock. That kind of reminds me of a dream that I had, um, kind of the same, but not really. Um, I had a dream and like, it was like, I was imagining like an oyster, you know, like you see like the cartoons and like a oyster with like the tongue or whatever. And like a pearl. Yeah. And I was having a dream and it, but it was my tongue. And, all of a sudden I started choking and I had a dream like that there was like a tooth under my tongue. Right. And at that, like that same time I started like choking and I'm like, I couldn't tell if it was in my dream or if it was like real life. And that's like what woke me up and I wake up and I like spit this tooth out of my mouth. And I think I was like 10 years old when that happened, but it was oh, just shit. That, that was crazy. It, it it's weird got, when uh, your dream world and your reality mix. Yeah, when they merge together. Yeah. Like I've had numerous dreams of my, all my teeth falling out. In my dream, I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming <clears throat> that my teeth are falling out, but at the same time, I'm chewing on them. Oh, it's like crunch, dude, crunch, 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 crunch. And I wake up and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And all my teeth are still there. I'm like, oh my god, thank God. Dude, I've, I've had one like that once, and that's it. Just, like, that's worse than nails on a chalkboard to me. Oh, yeah. so bad, man. And man. I've heard, I've heard that uh, your teeth falling out in your dream has something to do with like financial situations. Probably that would make sense. I but <laughs> I, I don't really. I didn't really connect that because it's like, I'm fine, you know? Yeah. I don't know, though. But that was that's super strange. This other one I had years ago was um, 
it was snowing in the city and there was like this downhill area and people were kind of like tobogganing down the street. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I got a toboggan. So I went, woo, and I went down the street on a toboggan <clears throat> and I got off and I saw, uh, I went, I saw this uh, Chinese food restaurant. I'm like, oh, I want some Chinese food. So I go in there. It's like this little hole in the wall Chinese food restaurant. And uh, this this dream is super vivid. I still remember this. And uh, so I go into the restaurant and I'm like ordering food. And all of a sudden, this car smashes through uh, the window, the front window of the restaurant, and smashes uh, one of the employees there into the wall. Boom! Right. And he the guy gets out of the car. And he's got piercings on his face, right? Mm. And the, the main chef of the restaurant comes over to him and is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Blah, 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 right? And he's like, you want to fucking kill me? You want to kill me for what I just did? Come on. Rip my fucking piercings out, you fucker. And the Chinese guy oh, fuck. like rips his piercings out. He's like, yeah, do it again, you fucker. <laughs> other piercing out. He's like, yeah. And he's just going fucking crazy. And then all these people outside were just going crazy. And I woke up and I was just like, what the <laughs> fuck was that, dude? You know? It's like people... <laughs> what I interpreted That's from it... I, sure. Yeah, what I interpreted, interpreted, interpreted from it at the time was that the crazier that shit gets in this world, the more people are just not going to care about how they live and they're just going to, it's going to be like pure chaos. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's what's happening now in a, in a sense. Slowly, slowly. I think, I think it can get a lot worse, uh, but I hope, I hope it doesn't get there. I mean, what's going on in Canada right now is, is pretty crazy. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of events that are happening that are slowly waking the world up, right? Actually, it's yeah. more rapid now. Right. And sometimes, like, I wonder if, if straight up revolt and everything is exactly what they want or... Right. I don't, I don't really have a clue. I don't know. I don't know their whole end game, though. Like, I know they want to control everything and everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's hard for me to, like, really or anybody to pinpoint exactly what their agenda is. Right. It's like they're like trying, you know, with like the great reset, you know, I would think like, okay, you know, if I'm thinking of like an elite person, okay, if we want people to like, I don't know, start in a, doing things for the better, like, um, I don't like, it's so hard for me to explain what I, I, the, I guess the easiest way for me to explain it is what I think kind of people should be doing now to kind of combat what maybe the elites or whatever is, you know, start, start farming, start growing, start doing things of your own. Stop any, any way that you can remove yourself from uh, relying on the government once, you know, one, whatever, you know, one step from getting away from the government is just closer to, to more and more freedom. Right. And like, um, anything that like you can everybody eat. started growing their own food and, you know, we shared with all the stuff that we grew with each other, 
there would be no need to go to Walmart and even worry about, um, you know, if there's no food or, or if, um, there's shortages or this or that, because we provide for ourselves and we don't need people to do it for us. You know, that kind of thing. Um, Is that what they want us to kind of get back to or? No, I know. I they want us to be. I think that's what we reliant on them. Um, they want us to be more reliant on them. That's the thing. They don't want self sufficiency. Yeah. Like um, one of the good things that uh, Fidel Castro was doing back in the day was he was encouraging people. I just always wonder if it's like a a reverse psychology kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. That's what one I, of the, I one of the things that Fidel Castro was doing was to uh, encourage he was encouraging his people in Cuba to plant their own food in their gardens. Mm-hmm. You're never gonna find a politician these days that says that. No, no, they right? make, they make collecting rainwater illegal and stuff. Right, like that. <laughs> drinking uh, raw milk illegal. Yeah, yeah. Without process processing, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I, I think if we got back to that kind of stuff, um, maybe maybe that stuff helps us out a little bit. You know, stop having to rely on WalMarts and, and and all that stuff. Cut back on the material things, like for sure, dude. Um, you know, everybody complains about how much business we do with China, but it's like, how much useless shit do you buy also from there? Just Dude, I'm just, telling you. Just useless shit. Shit that you're I'm telling you throw into a drawer and not ever use it, and it's eventually gonna go into the trash after that. Like, that's that's a huge problem. And I thought about that at work the other day. Like I saw somebody with a shopping cart full of stuff, and it's like, how big is your family? <laughs> is your family that big where you need a shopping cart like jam fucking packed overflowing where you have to like steer the shopping cart and hold your contain your stuff in with your arms yeah like do you really need that much shit and then you're probably going to come back here a week later and spend the same amount of money (laughs) like it's just disgusting to me Mm -hmm. I've lost in my life dude in my life, I've lost a lot of shit, a lot of materials, material possessions that I clung to mm-hmm. for no reason. Just because, oh, I love this stuff. I love this stuff. Blah, blah, blah. But really, once you lose that shit through either theft or moving or, you know, having your storage broken into, which happened to me, mm-hmm. and you lose all these, uh, uh, things that you're so emotionally attached to, you learn to live without it. And then you learn to live without a lot of the shit that you don't need. It, it kind of builds you up in a way. It's like, yeah, it sucks when it happens. But after it happens, you learn to let it go. You know what I mean? Right. And then you learn to live like without... What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Exactly. Mentality. And when you when you learn to live with less it's much better mm-hmm. emotionally. You're not tied to I, material I like objects. And I feel like you'll probably 
appreciate things more when you do have them. Oh, 100%. 100%. It's like uh, I was involved with FFA, 4-H and stuff um, in high school, junior high, high school. Um, man, and there's there's nothing more satisfying than, uh, you know, eating something that you raised and you put your time and, and resources into. Yeah. Man, that's it's just a... If if anybody's never done that, it's it's super satisfying to 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 do that. Definitely. Uh, just from the start start to finish, from you know, like a small animal, um, I've raised calves, pigs. Uh, I've eaten those. I've never really eaten. I raised sheep and goats also, or I I've raised those. I raised goats now, but. Um, oh, dude, I'm jealous. Yeah, yeah. You know how much I love goats. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I post goats, goat stuff, and uh, conspiracy theory stuff on my stories. <laughs> it's all goats and conspiracies. <laughs> Hoping to have a bunch of babies come like April, so I'll have to send you a bunch of videos and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure, dude. For sure. I, can I have a friend, uh, shout out to Shayla. She loves goats, too. And uh, she's, my, she's one of my Patreon supporters, and she's like, more goat content. <laughs> That's what's up. Dude, they're so adorable, man. Mm -hmm. And they're so like funny. People like, say people say monkeys are like human like, but I I see goats very human like. They have personalities for sure. Yeah, that's the thing. They they for sure do. I posted yeah. this one goat that was sniffing another female goat's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted that ass, dude. It was so funny. That's hilarious. They bit at um, you and they stick their tongue out at you. Oh, it's so funny. Mm -hmm. Oh, but uh, back to the dreams. Do you ever um, like sleepwalk or anything like that? or? Mm. Only like, I think like a couple times I sleepwalked when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I remember this one time when I was, uh, my, I went to bed and then I woke up mm -hmm. in the living room. I went to bed in my room and I woke up in the living room on a chair and I looked I opened my eyes and I saw a movie on the TV and it said the end. It was like the, <laughs> la the last credits, right? And I was like, what the fuck? And I looked back and I saw my sister and my brother-in-law there, right? Mm -hmm. And they started laughing at me and I'm like, <laughs> what's wrong? They're, I'm like, where am I? What's going on? They're like, they're like, dude, you fucking walked down the stairs because I had a toy sword. Oh, yeah. Like and, a plastic, like a sword. plastic sword, yeah. And they said, you walked down the stairs waving your sword and you sat on the chair and you fell back asleep. <laughs> that's funny. I was, that's the only time I remember sleepwalking. I've had like a few times where I've like done that, just woke up in like the living room and been like, what? how the hell did I get in here? But when I was a kid, I think I was like probably, probably junior high, like seventh, eighth grade. Um, and my mom like came into my room and she like woke me up. She's like, "Are you all right?" And I like 
do you mean I'm all right? I'm sleeping. Like, <laughs> the hell do you want it? She's like, it just, I was hearing these loud noises. And I just, when she said that, I, it took me a minute to kind of like realize what was going on because, um, you know, she woke me up and then I realized, oh shit, I was in the middle of a dream. Uh, <laughs> and then I was thinking, I'm like, she said she heard, was hearing this like banging, just duh, 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 duh. And I just like remembered like, oh, oh shit. I was in this dream and I was running and I was running away from someone. And I was thinking about it. Oh my gosh. Like I'm laying, I was laying on my side, you know, in the fetal position and my legs were just like flapping. Like I was kicking back and forth and I was just kicking the shit out of the wall. Like she said that was going on for like 10 minutes. Just me. And I like, when I finally came to, I just remembered like, damn, my feet kind of hurt. Like I've been fucking kicking the shit out of this wall for a minute. And I was just running. Do you remember when you're you're, you're running? Yeah, I was was running from, so like I remember this dream specifically, like me and my best friend were getting off of the school bus and there was, we had this bus driver dude, she was the biggest bitch in the world. Yeah. God, she hated us. Like we weren't, I mean, we were little shits for sure, but (laughs) um, God, she was so mean. And we got off the bus and um, I think I watched too many horror movies as a kid too. And she like puts on this like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) Pulls out a chainsaw and she starts chasing us. And we're like, we just take off running. And we're just running. And I remember like hiding behind a dumpster and like she comes around like the corner of a building with this chainsaw and like we picked up the dumpster and like threw it at her and she just like swung at it with the chainsaw and like split it in half like oh my god dude and we just took off running and running and running that'd be terrifying i've i've always like when i was a kid i had super crazy dreams like really young like probably in pre-k i remember having dreams about um uh, I got my parents lost me in the mall for like 20, 30 minutes one time. And so after, after that, I, I would have dreams of being lost on escalator, just running downhill from somebody just chasing me. And that never ended until I woke up. Isn't it funny how fear plays on our subconscious where we dream yeah. about that shit? And that's and, and, you know, and once I'm, you know, kind of thinking back on all of it, that's what most of our dreams are. Um, you know, some of those, they're, they're all kind of fear-based. Right. Um, you know, for me, though, um, honestly, most of my scary dreams I wake up from and I'm like, I'm not scared. They don't. They didn't really scare me. They're just like, they put me in a situation where it's like, <clears throat> like a scary situation, but I'm not scared of it. Yeah, it's the... You're talking about like like the real the dreams that seem like real real. Yeah, it's like the dream I just told you about, like with the chainsaw. Like there, that wasn't super realistic. But you know, when all you hear about is nine eleven terrorists, this and that, and you're a kid, and that's all you know, and that's all you hear, and you have a dream that the terrorists have attacked, and you're being like gassed or whatever, and you're having like 
crawl out of your house and hide in a ditch and all this stuff. That's terrifying. It is. It is terrifying, but at the same time, I look at it like I look at each dream as a message. You know what I mean? Like, if I was to have that dream now, I'd just be like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" But you know, right? Being like a, I don't know, a kid, third, fourth, fifth grade. You know, and it's it's pretty fucking wild that our society and our world that we look at on a daily basis in our so-called quote-unquote reality, yeah, is it's constantly bombarding us with fear and putting all that shit into our minds. And that's what, like, I didn't understand at the time back when I was having these nuclear war dreams. It's like, where's this coming from? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't, there's no threat of nuclear war right now. You know what I mean? But I'm thinking, but what I was thinking was like, is this a future thing or is it a fear thing? Yeah. I think there's, I've also, I've had a handful of dreams that were stuff like that. And it was like, okay, whoa, this was, this was like too crazy. Um, uh, and so I think that's only really for, you know, you only you would know that I feel like. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think everybody's kind of different. And everybody, you know, in their own experiences with their stuff, they know kind of what their dreams are. Uh, a lot of them, I think, sometimes can tell you things. Uh, and I think some of them are just built off of things also. So. When I hear people talk about their dreams and then they say, like, oh, like, I had a dream and then, like, two days later it happened. It's like, I guess that's possible, but I've never had any experience like that, you know? So, I'll... I'll explain my. I'll explain one dream that I had. Um, it's a little personal, but I'll I'll tell it because. Uh, so I was going through a breakup at the time with uh, a girlfriend from college, and uh, it was it was kind of rough. And it, she was back back at college. I'd come home, and uh, it was it was a pretty tough breakup, and I was. Uh, it had been, I can't remember. Tough, exactly tough for who you or her. <laughs> but, well, both, both. It was just, okay. it was, it was all around kind of rough, and uh, so, um, I remember having this dream and just waking up like, like panic. Like I didn't really, I remember seeing her and like maybe being somewhere, but I don't remember a whole lot of it. More of it was just like a feeling, and it was like. Like I just talked to somebody. Somebody had told me like maybe bad news, and I woke up and I was like, something happened, something went on, and so I just like I called her or messaged her or something. I was like, hey, what's going on? Everything okay? Yeah, everything's great. Um, I was gonna tell you that I got married, and I was like, I feel like I like when she said that I was like this is crazy I feel like I like I knew this like already like it was like could somebody tell me this and she was like no it happened last night and I was like what like 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 I it just it, it blew my mind it was just it was so crazy cuz it was like it was almost like I it just dreamed that I wake up it's the first thing I do 
and you know she's telling me that and i was just like whoa i don't know it, it really threw me off um so did she was she actually getting married or what oh yeah yeah um oh shit dude yeah i mean that that's what like i messaged her when i woke up and was like hey you know are you okay is every you know what's going on she's like yeah i'm doing fine i actually meant to tell you that i'm i'm just got engaged and i'm getting married and that's when i was thinking to myself like damn feels like somebody just told me this like like uh, uh, you know when like somebody tells you something and like gossip or something about somebody and then somebody later is like hey you know did you hear about so-and-so and you're like yeah somebody told me about that but i can't remember who it was like that feeling right right and um and i was just dude i'm so tripped out about it and so i was like how did you feel though? Did, were you, did you feel like well, gross? Well, this is your back, and I, I was just like, I feel like, I was like, I think somebody told me this is what I told her, and she was like, No, nobody could have, like, it just happened like last night, like, and this is like six o'clock in the morning, you know, right? And it happened like later, you know, that night, just a couple uh. of weeks before, and I, and so it was just, I don't know, it was just weird. But that was like again. That seems like something like like that your fear was playing on, right? But how in the hell could I have like known that? You how know? could have you have known that, right? Like to just just coincidence at that time. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just like I don't know. It was it was just weird. It is completely unexplainable. I don't mean I don't. To me, it is. See, I love this shit. You know what I mean? It's like how that's again we were talking about that before we, i think we started the episode like because that that was the one that that was the that was the one that tripped me out the most because like when i woke up it was i, I don't it was like the most crazy like anxiety like i've i woke up like mad like kind of like really mad and i don't know and then why. You, like, you got like, the news like I woke up like I'd been somewhere else. Like I wasn't even like wasn't even resting. Like you traveled somewhere. Yeah. I mean it yeah. was it was it was crazy. I was I wasn't rested. I was just woke up like mad, exhausted, and just like it was pure emotion and feeling. Um it was it was crazy. Uh, and then you get the news that she's actually engaged or yeah, which wasn't, you know, it's not, I don't, I don't know why that, I don't know. I just, I've never understood that. <laughs> and you're, dude, isn't it crazy how you're only 28 years old and you've had all these experiences already? It's, it's like, you're still young, man. I, I'm 43 this year and it's like, I've had so many of these fucking uh, crazy uh, synchronicities, uh, coincidences, if you want to call them that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm meeting people now uh, all the time that are way younger than me that are having a lot more of these things happening to them. Yeah, and that's what's crazy. Like, you said, like, synchronicities, like, I used to have stuff like that happen like all the time and it's, and you know, it's just that feeling and it's, it's so cool. And then once like COVID hit, you know, that kind of like went away and it's, 
that's what's kind of crazy about this whole podcast thing and what's kind of going on now is everybody is talking about (laughs) their experiences, but they're all the freaking same, but in different ways. Right. Different in the same ways. And we, they all correlate (laughs) in some way or shape or form. Like that's why I, I get along with almost everybody that wants to be a guest on my show. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or other people that are podcasting. Cause we all, we're all having the same kind of um, experience, mm-hmm. but in different ways or shapes. Right. It's, it's insane, man. Like I, like all these podcasters, man, it's like, I feel like I've known them forever. Mm-hmm. and it's bringing people together you know what i mean yeah yeah in positive very positive ways absolutely um because we feel like it i always say this on my show uh i hate to be a broken record but it feels like going to church yeah or therapy like i've heard other people say or therapy yeah you know it gives me a dopamine hit every time i put an episode out. I'm like, yeah, I did something good. I put my voice out there, you know? Well, it's like, it reminds me of, you know, like my teenage days riding around with the friends and, you know, you just, just got off work and you you maybe pick up some beer and you ride around back roads and. Right. Which was amazing back then. But now talk about, you just talk about your BS and and like, Oh, well, yeah, I, I deal with the same shit. Oh, you do too. Oh, cool. Well, if you deal with it and I deal with it, well, then fuck it. It's not that big of a deal. Right. <laughs> and then it just, like, it goes away easier. And and once you realize everybody's dealing with the same shit, but, like, once you put yourself in a hole and, you know, uh, get away from everybody, it's easy to be, like, think you're the only person that's experiencing stuff. And it's easy to not talk to anybody. And that doesn't help anything. And, just all goes downhill from there and so um it's it sucks dude because like i'm finding like it feels like podcasting makes me feel like i'm going uh more towards the metaverse (laughs) (laughs) you know because i'm finding more common ground with people that i speak to online as opposed to the people that I am actually interacting with on a daily basis, including my family, coworkers and whatnot. Right. Mm -hmm. And it kind of makes me feel like, fuck, am I, and my buddy Ryan from dangerous world said, am I doing the right thing by podcasting and utilizing the internet that way? Because uh, I have the same, I I mean, I think about the same things at times too. I mean, yeah. I mean, and it's, I think I just it's it's balance, and it, it, I think balance has to be key, and it's also yeah, yeah, know, for it sure. Goes back, it goes back to the the same thing of uh, you know, is a gun dangerous? Well, it, it's all about how you use it. Um, exactly. Yeah. So it just everybody's kind of got to be responsible. Um, I think you know most most people are doing a good job of that. I think. Um, and try to, you know, be as truthful as you can. That's it. That's it, right? I mean. Yeah. And 
and if somebody calls you out for it or you know it's just the, the way you handle things i guess is 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 all about it you know not everybody's right and you know it is what it is but uh it's just all really how you handle it and not not a, not everybody here is going to be right everybody's going to have different views or opinions or things sure and i'll be i'll be the first to admit that i was wrong about something you know but it's like you said you know it's sharing <clears throat> your experience because we're all kind of here having experience and, uh is just kind of sharing it you know yeah i think it's i think it's really a beautiful thing to be able to have these discussions with people such as yourself who have never spoken to with my voice before you know Mm-hmm. And we're just clicking on everything, you know. Yep. Yeah. It's 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 mind blowing to me. I I cherish it. That's why I love doing my show. You know, it's like I just meet all these fascinating people that have these awesome stories, and I, think and I can relate to them. To listen to it, like people like me, and you know everybody else that listens to it. It's a it's a mutual thing. Yeah. And I think that's the other great thing about it. I just hope that, you know, it's everything. I I just hope everything that people can take away from my show is positive for them. And, you know, even all the stuff that I post, I could look at it in a different uh, viewpoint. Mm -hmm. Like the stuff that I post on my Instagram, I could, I could look at that as a, from a different viewpoint as completely negative, but from my perspective, it's all positive, <laughs> you know? So I don't, I don't um, condemn anybody who looks at it, looks at it in a negative way, but I just hope yeah. that my main hope is that it just generates discussion. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, to be able I mean, to talk I, about things, cause like you said, may, not everybody may not be able to agree, but at least if you can, be open to it and like look and the other look at the other side you know look at the other side of the fence look in the mirror you know whatever uh and just kind of try to relate and understand and then i think that's the best you can do and that's what a lot of people aren't really doing you know, everybody yeah has to be right and they're just willing to die on that hill of of that and it's like dude <laughs> hear it and it would be a lot easier if they just heard it, spoke their piece, and then go on about it. Instead, people just want to be angry. Angry, yeah. It's like, dude, if you look at the story of Christ, right, and how he mm-hmm. was just speaking how we speak, right? Mm-hmm. And what happened to him? He got crucified for it. And I think that's the ultimate goal is for, for the NWO – is to crucify or eliminate people who are speaking the way that we are speaking. Right. So they can just live in the way control this world and, you know, terraform our realm. So, so that the demons can come in, you know? Yeah. Like, it was like you were saying, you know, uh, about the stuff that you post and like your perspective of it, you know, their perspective of it is that they're doing us all a favor. <laughs> right. <laughs> and all that stuff. And we're like, 
nah, that's that's not the way it is, you know. Yeah. And so it's the 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 whole division thing to me right now is completely disheartening from from my perspective. It's I'm scared. I'm scared for humanity, but I'm at the same time I'm I'm, I'm like I want the Christ to come back, you know. Mm-hmm. I want the Christ consciousness to come back and have everybody be unified, but you can't be unified if you have no morals. Right. That's right. another thing. You cannot be unified with, with Jesus or the light. Yeah, Let's well, just say the light. You can't be unified with the light if you're lacking in the moral di- division, right? And that's why you got to do the shadow work. And it's it's not going to be, you know, unfortunately, it's not going to if you you re- read the Bible and stuff, not everybody Everyone has a choice, but not everybody makes it, you know? It's, uh, he's, oh, what, 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 what was that quote? It was like, uh, straight and narrow is the gate and not everybody will make it, right? Yeah. Straight is the way, um, straight is the way, narrow is the gate. Uh-huh. And there be few that find it. Um, right. I feel that I'm on that path. And, you know, God forbid, God forbid I'm not, you know? Um, I'm there's also a scary part in the Bible too about that where you know there's the people who's like on that day they will say uh, oh Lord oh Lord didn't we do good good deeds in your name yeah um, go away I never knew you yeah 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 that's that at the same time that's just as scary you know <clears throat> but then you got a question that, that, about that, the Bible that terrifies too. me <laughs> Then you got to question the Bible too. Like that's fear-based, right? So yeah. maybe the people that wrote the Bible are the ones that are trying to control us, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've. You got to question everything, right? I've struggled with that at times, for sure. Um, of course. I mean, because if God is such a loving God, when He just let everybody in, but then, but then it's like. No, you can't kill people. You can't, you know, do this, do that, do this, do that. And it's like, well, fuck, I did a lot of that, you know? <laughs> you just a random person into your house and, you know, you kind of, you know, well, here's this, here's a test, you know? Okay, well, maybe I'll give you, you know, help you out a little bit more. You right. Always kind of skeptical. and. Uh, Dude, you know what's crazy? I've, I was I was like super like hardcore into the Bible and like trying not to try my best not to sin this and that right mm-hmm. like ten years ago over ten years ago <laughs> and <laughs> one of the worst things you could ever do and I'm shouting out to all my cartel out there if you're Bible believing if you're spiritual believing never pray for more patience. and i will tell you why because i prayed for more patience to develop my patience and god will send you without a doubt situations in your life where it will test your fucking patience to the max Mm -hmm. dude i was i remember i was like the only security guard and i I just prayed like a couple days ago before i'm like that's when you when when you realize that 
that's when you have to like really learn how to like let go just like yeah for sure dude out of my control like and i did there were, i was the only security guard at work one day and the fucking uh fire alarm went off and I had to fucking monitor like over 200 people by myself and make sure everybody was there. (laughs) And I'm like, I almost freaked out, but then I realized what I prayed for and connected with me. I was like, breathe, breathe, Dave, you got this. And I did. And I fucking, I flew through it and it was all good. And then there was another couple more incidences after that within a couple weeks of each other, right? <laughs> that were that really tested my patience, but it, they were developing my patience, mm-hmm. which is a great thing. Yep. Like looking back, like looking back on it, there's always so many times where like, oh my god, that was so fucking shit. But then you look back on it and you're like, that was for a fucking reason. You know exactly exactly and it's like you ever feel like because this is how i always felt about it it's like once i finally caught on to it it was like a pattern and then i realized like damn everything like it was like somebody was there at the beginning like oh you just watched you just wait like everything like and i'm sitting here telling myself oh my gosh this this is the worst i can't fucking deal right now yeah, this is the worst time of my life. What am I? What am I gonna do? I'm freaking out. And then it's like when everything, like, falls into place, it's like there's something there telling me, like, "Ha, huh, I told you so. I told you so. I told you it all work out. You idiot." <laughs> you know, like that's exactly like, what God does, dude. Like he, you stressed and worried for nothing. <laughs> exactly. I'm about that all the time, dude. I'm like, dude, why are you stressing out about all this little shit? Mm-hmm. Always Just think about that. Things, man. Have you heard? Do you know the band Alabama? Yes. Always think of their song. With, uh, I'm always uh, in a hurry to get things done. Oh, exactly, dude. Life's no fun. Dude, that- dude, I I had a friend back in like grade six. And he was the tallest motherfucker in, in the whole school. And he was my friend for years, dude. But he always used to sing that song. <laughs> dude, that's, that's the best. Yeah, man. That song is awesome. But it's so true. It's so true. Like, why are you in such a hurry? And I see that all day, every day. Mm-hmm. People in a hurry to do what? What are you so in a hurry for, dude? All you got to do is live and die. That's it. Dude, I think this has been a great episode tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I think we're going to wrap it up. But uh, what uh, do you want to plug anything like social media or anything where my audience could get a hold of you and talk to you and get you on their show or whatever, dude? You know? Yeah, you can uh, reach me on Instagram um, at no. Um, hang on, let me <laughs> make sure that way I don't uh, give you anything wrong. You got underscores and shit, right? Yes, I messed up in doing all that. <laughs> it's a uh, no underscore thing new under underscore the sun. On Instagram. So, sounds good to me, man. Yeah. And I, I post on there as recent as I can. Uh, pretty 
busy. I work a real job, unfortunately. So uh, yeah, I do that. No, dude, I kids and all that stuff. So yeah, I work too. This is a passion thing for me, passion project. Yeah. Uh, it's like during the scamdemic, I've learned that I really need to start getting my voice out there more. Uh, so I started doing this, right? Uh, also, I'm, all, I'm also a musician, but I don't really get that out there too much. You, like, what instruments do you play? Uh, I play guitar, keyboards, uh, vocals, oh, wow. uh, but that's not really my the thing that I get out there too much. I, I'd rather get like truth out there, right? Right. So that's this is what I'm doing, right? Um, I've always wanted to learn how to play guitar. I've got a ukulele, and I tried to teach myself, but I'm just dude. Ukulele, I I can't really play. I'm more I'm of a guitar not, guy. I'm not. Guitar is easier to learn than the ukulele. Trust me. Dang. Because the chord progressions on the guitar is, are much easier than uh, ukulele, I think. Anyway. Yeah. But. Uh, but I learned on acoustic when I was twelve, and. Then, oh, well, before that, I was singing in the shower. My parents were like, <laughs> a good voice, right? <laughs> but then I got into a band when I was like early 20s, this and that. All, all this fucking crazy shit. Anyway, um, I still think I should be doing something more with music, but I'm not. But this is what I'm doing now, so. Well, if you enjoy it more, then, you know, that's what's important. I would love nothing more than to if it if it is making you happy and yeah exactly it, and you're giving it to people who are enjoying it and you know that's what it's about that's exactly it's what it's about and if you can do the same thing with your music then that's awesome too mm-hmm. so it's awesome that you got that kind of creativity and and stuff like that you can do huh? for sure dude and I, I, that's all I want to do is to tell other people is like, do what you got to do to, to make you like happy mm -hmm. because we're in a world full of shit right now. Yep. Yep. And we always have been really. So yeah. you got to rise above that and feel like you're, feel like you're a king when you're at the bottom. Right? Do you ever, do you read books or audio books? Uh, not particularly. Uh, would Would you do an audio book? Yeah. If you If you ever want like a good audio book to listen to, that um, is kind of like kind of funny. That's really funny, but kind of motivational and uh, kind of put you put you in good spirits and kind of give you a, a good understanding or perspective from someone else. Uh, it, the Matthew McConaughey Greenlights book. Is, is really a really good um, audio book. Listening to Matthew McConaughey do it, it's uh, it it's really funny. And cool. uh, he, he talks about, um, you know, just like like walk, walking through shit and like being able to notice like when you're walking through shit. And right. Uh, you know, just that kind of concept. He talks about stuff like that a I lot. I like Matthew McConaughey. He's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I I really really enjoyed that one a lot. Oh, you know it's so funny. Have you ever seen uh, uh, mean tweets? 
celebrity huh? meme tweets. So. One of the uh, people, so I think it was, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. He was getting uh, celebrities to read mean tweets, like directed to them. Yeah, it was so funny. And one of the, one of the funniest and most mem- memorable ones was directed at Matthew McConaughey. Whereas, like, I fucking hate Matthew McConaughey. M- McConaughey, he's a dick turd. And like, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey was like, "What the fuck is a dick turd?" <laughs> <laughs> It was so funny. Oh my gosh. Matthew McConaughey is a dick What the he fuck is a funny. dick turd? Dude, he's, he's hilarious. Yeah, dude. So one more one more time plug your uh, social media since we got like 30 minutes more in there and then uh, plug it one more time and then we'll end the show. Alright, it is um no underscore thing, new under, underscore the sun on Instagram. I don't have a podcast or anything like that yet. I thought about it, but may, maybe someday. Yeah, consider it, man. Get your voice out there. I didn't think I was going to do what, what I was doing, you know, you know what I mean? But I'm doing it, so. Right. 46 episodes later, you're 46. <laughs> right? That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. So, uh. Welcome to the fold, brother, and uh, keep in touch. And uh, yeah, man, we'll I we'll it. get the truth out there, man. It's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it, man. I appreciate you having me on. It was it was a lot of fun. Cool, man. Same here. It's always fun. Yeah, that's what I'm all about. It's all about fun and getting the truth out there. So Absolutely. have a good night, man, and peace out, brother. You too. Be Later. Good. See you. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Cartel, for listening to a Red Pill Cartel. Nigel, you still love that, eh? I love the way it sounds, a Red Pill Cartel. Thank you, Nigel. I love it too, man. I think everybody else does too. Uh, why, thank you, Davey. Anyways, uh, the GoFundMe campaign for Alexandra Wells is over. Uh, we got just over $400. You know, that's not uh, not uh, as much as the uh, fucking cat on GoFundMe raised for like eighteen thousand dollars or some stupid fucking shit for a cat. But anyway, we got just over four hundred, and uh, Ken and the family appreciates it. So I'm sure Alexandra does too. She will probably appreciate it more when she gets older. But anyway, you know, you know how it goes, Cartel. Anyways, um. I would like to also advertise uh, the Owl Curry Coffee from owlcurrycoffee.com. Uh, Nigel has been drinking that shit for days now, and it's been keeping him bouncing around like those goats you see that Davey posts all the time on, uh, on his story, you know? The goats, they always jump around, and that's because they uh, drink the uh, Owl Creek coffee, and uh, they love that shit, and it gives them the jitters, and they don't know what to put, displace their energy, you know? They just jump around and shit, and they look really fucking cute. Don't you agree, Davey? Yeah, dude, those goats are fucking so cute, dude. And you're cute too, Nigel. Oh, uh, don't get the uh, homoerotic on me or anything. No, Nigel, I just think you're a cute goat, okay? Oh, 
oh, oh, okay, let's uh, keep it there. That uh, don't uh, don't get too uh, don't get so close to me, you know. I do, come on. I, I love you, man, but not like that, okay? I'm not into goats like that. Okay, uh, just uh, just making sure, you know. Okay, Nigel, keep going, keep going, wrap it up, wrap it up. Okay, uh, baby, uh, I'm just going to uh, wrap it up and say thank you to uh, all of the cartel and everybody who donated to the GoFundMe. And uh, drink the Owl Creek Coffee, you know, owlcreekcoffee.com and put in the cartel15 uh, promo code and you get 15% off of that shit, you know? Thanks, Nigel. Shout out to Joshua. Joshua, you disabled motherfucker. We love you. We love you so much. And, uh... Cartel, uh, tune in next time for the next episode of the Red Pill Cartel. Thank you, Nigel. Let's give it a wrap. Wrap it up, Davey. We wrap it up right now.